Johnny Cage, Kenobu, Kang, Raiden, Scorpion, Sonya Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kitana, Kung Lao, Merlini, Nanook, Seba, Spell, Shao Kahn, Fuck, Chameleon, Cyrax, Earth, Mechabo, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, The Sindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quanshi, Shinnok, Sabrina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blizzgo, Raichou, Dramin, Fosu's now, Tan, Kenshi, Leap, Mave, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Natara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Hotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shijinko, Gigante, Vondavora, Cassie, Cage, Eren, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Briggs, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tri, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Meckler, and this is the show where I walk my friends through the entirety of Mortal Kombat lore from the perspective of a single character. Today, very special guest, a good friend of mine, uh, writer, comedian, actress, Nicole Thurman. Hello. Did I miss anything? No. Oh, great. Yeah, you got it all. I was like, I think this time I know all of the things that she does. You nailed it. These days, you know, everyone's got to have a side hustle. Everyone does. You get in an Uber and you're like, what do you do? And they're just like, oh, well, I also am an entrepreneur yeah. and I'm, you know, whatever. They a are. sculptor. A teacher, a sculptor. Yeah, uh, foreman. A lover, a bitch. Is that still a, a job? A Can you still be a foreman? A foreman? Yeah, sure. I'm going to be honest. I don't entirely know a what construction that foreman? is. Construction foreman? Is that what it is? I feel like it's just like the person in charge. Okay. Like so it's like, jury, it's like, it's like, like a, it's like a boss of construction like sites. a construction boss that makes sense <laughs> which sounds like a reality show yeah that's that's not a bad idea i might go out and pitch that construction boss come uh-huh. to nbc um nicole happy to have you here uh and and particularly excited because i did not even take the time to ask you if you had any awareness of mortal Kombat right. whatsoever i was like you know what this will be fun maybe you don't know anything maybe right. you're secretly a mortal Kombat freak right do you oh. know anything about Mortal Kombat I wish I was I wish I was like let me educate you on Mortal Kombat oh shit no I'm not I'm not I don't I know I played it on Sega when I was a little kid and I've always been really bad at video games so I would like um just hit a bunch of buttons until one of the characters did something oh I still do that yeah Yeah. (laughs) I was like yeah because it it was fun to play back in the day like that's all I knew about it though yeah I don't remember I feel like I remember like Scorpion or something was he a character that was definitely a character get over here he says that right Yeah, yeah I remember that hard to miss it's a big part of the, the zeitgeist, I yeah, feel yeah, like. Yeah. yeah, he's like one of the dudes, the head head guys. Great. That's all I remember. But yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about it. Perfect. That's a, that's great. Yeah. I haven't gotten to do one of these in a while where the other person knew literally nothing. So this will be fun. Yeah. Um, so Mortal Kombat fighting game, as oh. you know, uh, also has one of the deepest and most interesting stories that has been continuous since like 1992 when the first game came out. Uh-huh. Uh, and I've been obsessed with it since then. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not since then. I was like three. I don't know. I think yeah. I was like yellow ninja, blue ninja, but, uh, mm. definitely since I was like five or six, uh-huh. it's like the one like super nerdy, like deep lore mythology thing that I've kept up with. Yeah. I read like a comic every like two years and uh, I play video games, but I'm not like a diehard fan of any particular franchise except for Mortal Kombat. Wow. Yeah. What? Why did it connect to you? I mean, you've probably talked about this on your podcast before, but like I why? have, but it's always fun <laughs> to talk about it. Uh, I think because when I was a kid, arcades were cool. It was uh-huh. the 90s. Arcade was like a really cool place to be. Yeah. And when I'd go to the arcade, I was most fascinated by the Mortal Kombat cabinet because it was so mysterious to me. Um there were monsters. I was always a monster kid, uh-huh. but like there were monsters, but there were also ninjas. And I also liked ninjas. And then eventually there were also robots. And I was like, well, shit, I also like robots. Yeah. And so I think uh, as a kid, it just made my imagination run wild because uh-huh. I was like, well, how does all this stuff fit together? Yeah. And uh, so I got, I was very into like mashups uh, just, I think partially because of Mortal Kombat, partially because like even those universal monster movies, which I also grew up watching, like we're doing like Avenger shit in like the forties and the fifties where uh-huh. they were just mashing characters together in movies. But, uh, yeah. So I think I was just fascinated. And then as I slowly became someone who was like, Oh, I'm going to write, that's like my job. Uh, it just stuck with me. Yeah. And I stuck with it. Yeah. And yeah. It's, so has it been an ongoing story since it came out? Yes. Like it's continuing, continually as, changing. As you'll moving? see today when we're talking about mm-hmm. the character we're talking about, who we'll talk about from their, their birth, uh-huh. To their their death and then some. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, there is a point where things kind of reset a little bit, uh-huh. but it's technically all one straight line continuity. I had no idea, truly. Like I had, yeah. I knew they 
they had people fighting each other and that was it. And they had cool outfits. So yeah, this is fascinating. you don't know. Everyone's got a story uh, to tell in yeah. the world of Mortal Kombat. Wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, most people, most people don't know. They think, mm-hmm. oh, that's the game where like heads get ripped off. And it is. Yeah. But it also has a, a deep and fascinating sci-fi fantasy uh, horror mythology. There's a way. It. There's a they got there somehow. Yeah. There's a story that got them to this point of ripping heads off. Yes. <laughs> Is there any like? Uh, I mean, there are only so many IPs I feel like that have like a world of their own that has like a lot of offshoots and lore yeah. and stuff. But is there anything like that that you've been? No. obsessed with in your life were you ever like a lord of the rings kid no. or like an x-men person i've never been lord of the rings i've never been x-men i've never been um what's the other one that everybody loves? harry potter like i'm not like i just am not i don't sure. follow that stuff the only thing i've ever followed like <laughs> saga of was twilight which is so wow. nerdy and like so like even cool, when the books like. came out you were yeah. just earnestly like i love this yeah i read those i loved them i don't know why i just like i think they were just Good. They were kind of sure. like juicy and like really easy yeah. reads. So it's just something that you immediately yeah, like, connect to. That makes sense. It's like John Grisham, right? They just yeah, like yeah, good, yeah, good yeah, trash. Yeah. Good trash. I love yeah. good trash. Just yeah. Sure. And I what did you the, think of the movies? I was going to say, I didn't love them as much as the books. Because I think it's, to me, it's always like that with your, in a book, you can just imagine it however you want it. Right. But then on a movie, it's like, I'm not a huge Kristen Stewart fan. No offense to Kristen Stewart if she listens to Mortal Podcast. Kristen, if you're listening, I'm a huge <laughs> fan. A huge fan. So we even out to be yeah. like an okay fan. Yeah. Okay. Huge and not really. Like. Sure. So yes, when she played Bella, I was kind of like, ugh, because I, I I imagined Bella differently, and so I don't know. I wasn't sure. a huge fan of the movies, but I loved the books. I did. I did not read the books, but I really like those movies because they're insane. Yeah. They are. That's the books are insane too. Just yeah. I mean, they're actually they are pretty true to the book, so that's pretty cool. Like, that's good. Yeah, they they stayed pretty true to it. I really like New Moon, which mm-hmm. has that great like Lee song. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the camera like revolves around Kristen Stewart's head, and you see the seasons change outside her oh, window, God. kind of implies that she's been like sitting on her bed for like a uh-huh. full year. Okay, because she's so depressed. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good, it's a good tune. Oh, and song. then the Breaking Dawn that had the big like uh, X Men fight at the end. Oh yeah, <laughs> where everyone's like ripping each other's heads off crazy. and using superpowers. That went crazy. Yeah, and then it was all a dream or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You remember it Spoilers. more than I do. See, you have a. I think you have one of those memories that remembers the story of things. Only garbage. I remember like the way <laughs> things make me feel, and so that's why I think okay. I don't connect as much to like sagas or things that have like a continuous long story because I I get lost so fast. That's fair. Like what was the what's the show that. Uh, uh, Game of Thrones like Game of Thrones I like Game of Thrones but I don't follow the story as intricately as people that really know what's going on do it is i I mean it does make it like deliberately difficult i feel like to follow what's happening at any given moment both the books and the show yeah Yeah. Yeah. and so i'll be like well this is cool but i can't remember how we got here or why we got here or like the little things that they're bringing back from something else well it's over now who gives a shit that's right it's It's done done. we don't care about it anymore mortal Kombat's still going that's right it's forever forever (laughs) yeah yeah no it's never gonna end yeah uh but it it will uh it'll always change well Nicole, mm-hmm. uh, before we dig in, I almost forgot about this. But before we dig in, uh, every season, uh, starting with uh, the second season, which was last season, and mm-hmm. continuing into this season, uh, there's a theme. Uh-huh. Uh, and so as I was looking through, I've been doing the show kind of in batches. Mm-hmm. The first season was, uh, who are the characters that were in that first game? The second season was, who are the characters that were added to the lineup in the second game? Mm-hmm. This season, third game. And uh, looking at those characters, I was like, is there a theme that binds all these characters together? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there is. The characters introduced in Mortal Kombat 3, um, including the character we'll be talking about today, uh, all have this sort of theme of uh, rebirth or reinvention, ah. of kind of having a point in their lives where uh, they kind of started over in a sense. Yeah. Uh, has there ever been a point in your life where you've, you've reinvented yourself? Oh, wow. I love that. First of all, I was just talking about reinvention yesterday with a friend about music. Mm. Um, but I, I don't know if there's been a point. I think there's always like, there's moments in your life when things don't seem to be going right. <laughs> and so you have to either continue to stay in the same direction or you can change things. Yeah. And so I did kind of have that period. I was on a show and it got canceled. And so then it was like, I moved back to LA from New York. York. And so moving back and kind of starting from scratch in a way in LA, I think that taught me a lot about like changing and morphing with the new times and how mm. things were. I couldn't keep doing things the same way. And I kind of like changed 
everything all at once. Like I quit drinking. I started working out a lot and like just being way more healthy than I used to be in the past. And I think that was in its own way a rebirth because it's kind of like learning to be social, learning to, I don't know, just do everything again without cool. drinking. Yeah. Because you kind of have the same goals in your life. Like yeah. you're still yeah. pursuing the same dreams, but yes. uh, you as a person kind of fundamentally changed for your yeah. environment. That's what I, yeah. And it, yeah, because yeah, it's like I didn't change what I wanted to do. I didn't change what I was working on, but I changed the way I behaved in mm -hmm. a way. And I changed, you know, I mean, I, I lost some friends. I gained some friends. I met new people because it's like I'm a different person than I used to be. So I do think in a way... I'm a lot different than I was. And so I did reinvent myself in a way. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'm kind of going through that currently still. This is part of it. Yeah. After today, like another thing that'll change is you're going to become really into Mortal Kombat. I know. Now I'll be like a Mortal Kombat yeah. person. Yeah. You know, forget writing. Forget comedy. You're going to be a Twitch streamer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just... They like, don't they make like a lot of money? They do. They make like a shitload of I money. I mean, I would yeah. be a Twitch streamer. Why not? I would too. How does it work? I literally have no idea. I don't, I look at the website. I don't know what's happening. I get afraid and I close it. I know. That, the, the, the two <laughs> things I really don't understand internet wise are Twitch and OnlyFans. And that's yeah. like a very specific, I feel like, type of personality that i'm just not cool enough or is, something <laughs> is only fans only for like porn i think it is only for porn which okay. is i think about it all the time I'm like why is it called only fans it's like a weird everything about it the name is do you, weird. do you think it's one of those platforms that was created for something else and then just yeah. became like oh okay like it's better suited for yeah uh adult performers for butts. yeah <laughs> it's, it seems to be for like a lot of um like Twitter personalities who are very funny, but also like to show their butts. And so it's like, maybe oh, yeah. it has like a, uh, I feel like it almost seems like the way it's called OnlyFans reminds me of like a sports thing. So I'm like, did it start somehow in sports? That'd be tight. If yeah. originally it was just like sport, like athlete, I almost said sports players. <laughs> Just athletes um, uh, and then like people that have sex uh, on camera for money. Yeah. Um, and they were like, wait, no, <laughs> screw the yeah. athletes. We don't need them. We're just going to screw this each other actually, now. <laughs> right. I get it. I get it. I'm curious if anyone yeah. uh, switched sides, as it were. If, oh, you probably. Know, Mark McGuire. McGrath? McGrath. McGrath. The, the baseball player? Wait, yeah, which is no, the one? McGuire. No, McGrath. McGuire. Yeah, McGuire's the baseball player. McGrath is the Sugar, Sugar Ray lead singer. Sugar Ray. I wonder if either of them have popped up on OnlyFans and, and decided maybe it's time to switch it up. Maybe it's time for me to reinvent myself. Maybe. I mean, Not Mark McGuire yeah. probably. Mark McGrath reinvented himself as like an Access Hollywood host. Right. So he's doing okay. Yeah. But then Mark McGuire put, he used to put the cork in his bats. So he probably like needed something uh, new to do. And he was like a, the steroids yeah, guy. Yeah. He was the one. He was like, I feel like the original one that got in trouble for that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, those two those two services, I'm like, I don't get that life at all. But I mean, listen, they're making a ton of money. Yeah. Which means we need to figure it out. We have to figure it out. What we do, that's on the way out. Eventually, automation's going to take over everything. Mm -hmm. You think robots are going to like watching jokes? No. <laughs> are they going to like watching video games no. that were at that point probably mostly developed by other robots? Right. Yeah, yeah. they will. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to say like, oh, what does this cute human have to say about this smart thing a robot did? Yeah. We got to get in a Twitch stream. Get, we got to get in a Twitch stream. We're Dang. screwing up. I like the head, the headsets too, right? Because they have those headsets with the microphones. They do. And they just like talk shit on like a yeah. live stream. I'm into it. I feel like you have a better shot. I don't love being on camera personally, yeah. but I feel like that's like part of your job. Oh, yeah. That's like part of what you do. So you, you could be a Twitch streamer. Yeah, I could do it. Yeah. I think I would just have to, what, learn how to play video games or something? I don't even know that you have to be good. I don't think I would have to be I good. I think you just have to be engaging to listen to mm -hmm. while you're doing whatever you're doing in a video game. I could do that. I think yeah. I would probably frustrate. <laughs> I would probably frustrate people though, because I wouldn't know what I was doing with playing. I feel like video games—you have to be like, I don't know—it gets it gets a little nerve-wracking for women. I feel like where guys are just like, you don't know what you're doing, and I really wouldn't. But I wouldn't—I wouldn't claim yeah. to know what no, I was doing as a thing, though. Right. With, with video games, I've always been terrible. It doesn't matter what it is. Like even if it's Tetris, I'm just like I'm a nightmare. I'm not—I'm not very. It takes me a long time to learn how to be good yeah. at any game, and even then, I get like okay. Yeah, I, I can't play anything online because I oh, immediately yeah. get decimated by yeah. like an eleven-year-old. That's what I was gonna say. Do they just yell at you because you can talk to them on headsets yeah. from all over the world? Mm -hmm. I feel like you always see that on comedy movies when there's like some loser, like yeah, no, that's just like dude. true. Yeah. <laughs> He's like getting yelled at by an eleven-year-old. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. a real thing. <laughs> it's it's definitely a thing. Yeah. Uh, well, great. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, I guess you know we, we know your story now. It's time to learn the story of Ermac. Ooh, okay. Da, 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 is it E R M A C? It is E R M A C. Good job. Ooh, yes. Wow. I'm a good speller. I'm a good speller. I'm sure because you've seen those games, you realize that in the original games, they would have like pretty much the same ninja model like four times, but it'd be like four different characters in different colors. Yes. So Ermac was just the red one, but uh -huh. was very, very different from the other ninjas. For a particular reason, uh, Ermac is a ghost's ninja. 
A ghost ninja. Yeah, ghosts, ghosts with like, an S. They own him. Like, he's their ninja. No, like, he is uh, multiple ghosts as a ninja. And I keep saying he oh. because I, Ermac is constantly uh, referred to using male pronouns in the games, but I actually think it's more appropriate to say they mm-hmm. uh, because Ermac is uh, hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe millions of souls oh. contained in a single body Oh yeah, and created... Uh, by a, a dark emperor to do his bidding. Ooh. Um, so for you to understand what that even means, I'm just going to roll back a little bit okay. and tell you the baseline information you know to understand Mortal Kombat lore in general. Okay. So at the dawn of time, there was the one being, you know, this big celestial godlike being, and there was nothing else. Uh-huh. Basically God. Uh-huh. And uh, the one being created uh, the elder gods mm-hmm. uh, to sort of help build the universe, to control things like uh, time and space and to create these um, various kind of worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, or rather, I think at that point, just to manage the universe. Eventually, the Elder Gods, who were kind of like a pantheon, you know, like Greek gods, got sick of the one being being more powerful than them and kind of being able to control what they were able to do. Mm-hmm. So they created these special weapons called Kamidogu Daggers, Ooh. which you'll hear one more time before Kami this Dogu is over. Daggers. Yeah. It's fun. Uh-huh. Uh, and they used them to uh, fucking hack the one being into like a million billion pieces. Oh, no. And those pieces became the realms, uh-huh. which uh, in a way that we could understand would be like dimensions. Okay. So we live in Earth realm. Uh-huh. And that includes the whole universe as we know it, is okay. just a piece, a fragment of the one being. But there are a million other. There's there's Edenia, there's Outworld, there's the Nether Realm. We'll talk about those realms in a little bit. Uh-huh. But these are all just different dimensions that are all a piece of one godlike being that existed aeons ago uh-huh. and was chopped up by these elder gods. Uh-huh. The elder gods were like, great, now we have our own domain that we can be in control of. We don't have a boss anymore. Now the elder gods are the boss. And so they created these sort of sub-gods and put them in charge of all of these different realms. So our realm has this guy named Raiden, who you've probably seen before. Yes. He's got lightning powers. Uh-huh. He's the god of thunder. Yeah. He's the god meant to... Is he to... a big guy that goes... He's like over everything? Or is he a... No, a he's normal size. Okay. Yeah, and he can fight with everybody. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Yeah, but uh, but he was kind of put in charge of like, hey, you know, keep Earth, Earth, mm-hmm. protect Earth. Um, Outworld, this other realm that was kind of lush and full of like dragons and monsters and stuff, got mm-hmm. this guy named Shao Kahn, um, and so on and so forth. Everyone, every realm got a god. Mm-hmm. The idea being that the elder gods were like, okay, we created all these realms, we put all these, we put life forms on all these realms. Life started springing up as it does, and then they started like finding out about other dimensions and trying to invade one another and merge the realms. Mm-hmm. And we can't have that because if the dimensions merge again. The one being will be reformed, and then we're fucked, because he's going to be super pissed. He's going to be pissed, yeah. Yeah. He's going to be like, why'd you guys hack me with the, what are they called? Why'd you gag me up with those Kamidogu daggers? Yeah, Kamidogu daggers. Yeah. Uh, Rude. (laughs) Seriously. So they were like, we can't let the realms merge. Uh, So here's what we'll do. Easy solution. We make a fighting tournament. We call it the Mortal Kombat Tournament. Uh, If a realm wants to invade another realm, they have to beat it in 10 Mortal Kombat tournaments in a row solved oh, okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. simple straightforward mm-hmm. completely logical totally makes sense. it makes yes. sense that's just like god brain thinking uh-huh, that uh-huh. like we can't really totally understand but you, you kind of get it yeah 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 uh so that's what they did um over time uh shao khan the guy that remember was the god protecting outworld yeah said fuck this not unlike the elder gods he was like i'd rather rule outworld uh-huh. so he killed like the king of Out- outworld and like took over outworld then he started killing, uh, t- taking on other realms in Mortal Kombat tournaments and starts merging other realms into Outworld with the ultimate goal of basically like merging all of the realms and controlling all of them. Right. It should basically be like controlling the one being. Uh-huh. So the story of Mortal Kombat, the mm-hmm. game series, mm-hmm. starts off when uh, Earth has already lost nine tournaments to Outworld. Ooh. And it's tournament number 10, baby. We oh, got to win. Okay. We got to take it home oh, or yeah. it's all over. Uh-huh. So that's Big kind game. of where we're starting, right? <laughs> yeah. So Shao Kahn, this evil god turned god emperor, uh-huh. uh, says, hey, I need uh, to start like, you know, creating 
extra warriors that can fight for me in these tournaments and make sure that I don't lose. Uh-huh. And along the way in doing that, he decided to create, uh, his whole thing is kind of stealing souls and doing soul magic. He also has like a little sorcerer that's kind of his henchman named Shang Tsung. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, I'm going to make uh, myself like a soul monster. I'm going to take the souls of every outworld warrior that had been defeated before and I'm going to just create one fighter that's like super powerful. Uh-huh. So he creates Ermac. Yes. Okay, I see where we're going here. Yeah. Ermac <laughs> shows up. Uh-huh ninja in a red suit for some reason uh-huh and they're like we are ermac you know kind of like venom uh yeah yeah <laughs> and all of a sudden comes right out the gate with uh, great martial arts abilities uh-huh. and also telekinetic powers uh using cool green magic i love green magic it's like the best color magic you know what kind of magic is green magic oh just green it's, it's just, just magic like color, but honestly it... it's really just telekinetic like ermac uh-huh. can like be punching you and kicking you uh-huh. and then like pick you up off the ground with its mind their mind and uh-huh. slam you into the ground and throw you through a wall oh gotcha okay, yeah. okay. Like, so that's oh. kind of like it's a telekinetic ghost ninja that's yeah. that's that's ermac okay for you. wow yeah. sounds pretty powerful very powerful but created to be completely subservient to shao Kahn. uh-huh so ermac gets created as this living weapon uh, and starts fighting in these fighting tournaments, but also gets sent on missions uh, to another realm called the Nether Realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nether Realm is basically hell. Uh-huh. It's like if hell was a dimension instead of like the afterlife. Uh-huh. So they're just like you know instead of humans coming up on Earth, it's like this horrible lava underworld where like just demons live their lives uh-huh. and like necromancers and shit. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Shao Kahn is like, you know, you can't go to the nether realm unless you're like a damned soul or something. So he's like, well, good thing I have Ermac around. I can send Ermac on like assassination missions if I have to like murder a demon or something. Uh huh. As one does. Right. I feel like Ermac could come back and attack Shao. How was his name? Shao. Shao Kahn. Shao Kahn. Mm-hmm. I feel like he seems like he could. This could be problematic. Like it seems like a good idea to begin with, but then he's gonna come back and get him eventually. <laughs> you know, Shao Kahn. He's a very cocky guy, uh-huh. and uh, he, in his mind, I'm sure was like, "Hey, I completely control this creature. Mm-hmm. It is. It bends to my will." He was doing all sorts of fucked up experiments. He was cloning people with magic. Mm. He was making like other kinds of monsters. So mm-hmm. I'm sure know. he didn't give a shit. Also, right. Outworld, which was this lush, beautiful realm before he took over, has been completely climate changed by bad leadership. Familiar. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, relatable. Uh huh. And Very so it's now it. like a wasteland. It's yeah. like Mad Max, but with like purple skies and like oh, wow. okay. crazy, like rugged sand dunes and shit. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So this guy sucks, kind of. Sounds like he, he sucks really bad. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he sends Ermac on a mission to the Nether Realm. He's like, "Go assassinate this demon for me." For some reason, I need this demon to get killed. It's just part of my whole thing. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. I'm gonna keep doing my Mortal Kombat tournament shit. Mm-hmm. You go do this murder. So uh, he sends Ermac, and Ermac heads down to uh, the Nether Realm. But then they're immediately like, "Oh shit." Being in the nether realm is really painful for me. I'm made up of like this body of, of millions of souls and they yeah. all want to be here. And yeah. so uh, my powers are being drained. I'm very weak. Uh-huh. So Ermac is like, you know, manages to barely pull off that assassination, is struggling to even like get out of the nether realm and encounters this, uh, this nice young man named Shujinko, mm-hmm. who's just like a person <laughs> who, who somehow has managed to get into the nether realm. Ermac doesn't know. He's just walking around like eating a candy bar. <laughs> well, well, he walks up and he's like, I'm well, looking man. for the Kamidogu daggers. I'm trying to collect them uh-huh. for some purpose you don't need to know about. And Ermac is like, hey, uh, I'm a bunch of souls. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm having a really hard time here, dude. I'm so tired. Is there anything you can do to help me out? I can't, I'm having a hard time getting back to not my, my a realm. place for me. Yeah. yeah. And Shujinko's like, yeah, no problem. I'll help you out. So Shujinko gets like, I don't know, a soul stone, some magical artifact or something in the nether realm, restores Ermac's powers. And Ermac uh, in in exchange is like, hey, I'm going to teach you telepathy, which is something I can apparently do. Mm-hmm. Um, teaches Shujinko how to like lift stuff with his mind. And is like, all right, I'm going back to my realm. See you again one day, maybe. Ooh. Nod. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think on the way out, Ermac gets attacked by like a demon hunter named Ashra, who's like, I kill all evil souls, but uh, Ermac escapes and we're never going to hear about her again, so it doesn't matter. And so the souls that are making up Ermac, they're bad souls or they're, there's kind of a mix of like every kind of person? Per, per, I'm going to say every kind of person. Popping my piece. Um, <laughs> people and... Um, <laughs> I'm going to say people and like monsters and probably like there's some centaur souls in there and like some dragon person souls in there and some like reptile person souls in there. There's a lot going on. There's a lot because I think it's anyone who like 
whose soul Shao Kahn got a hand on, who was a good warrior. Uh-huh. And Outworld, by the time the story starts, has uh, consumed so many other realms that it's like a melting pot of different kinds. Of, so it's literally like there's lizard people. There's half-dragon four-armed warriors that are like seven feet tall. There's literally centaurs. There's vampires. Like there's just all sorts of shit. Ooh, vampires. Okay, mm-hmm. keep talking. <laughs> I'm Unfortunately, the vampires will not come up in this episode, oh, but dang. Okay. season uh, five, maybe Ooh, have you back. Really? Talk, talk about a little lady named Natara. Oh my goodness. Uh, fascinating. Okay. There's a lot. There's a lot going Who knew? on. I never knew. Who knew? No one knew. I literally just Except had for anyone listening to this probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All I did was just smash my hand into a controller. I never had I never thought about the story. You didn't think about the repercussions. No, I didn't. <laughs> of what you were doing. I didn't. Of who you were fighting for. I didn't know who I was fighting for. <laughs> so uh so Ormac gets back to our world and is like, boss, that sucked. Yeah. We're super bad. And Shotgun's like, yeah, 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 whatever, shut up. Listen. Uh we're kind of in the middle of something. We're trying to do this. I got a whole cockamamie scheme going on here. We lost the tenth Mortal Kombat tournament, but I'm not giving I'm not gonna do nine whole tournaments again. That took like five hundred years. So we're just gonna invade Earth Realm. There's a whole scheme I got going on to bend the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh I need you to help me out. And Ermac's like, You got it, you got it, boss. Oh. And so uh Shao Kahn then sends Ermac to like New York City. Uh-huh. Get a rope. You know what I'm talking about when I say that. <laughs> no. You know, do you remember those commercials? They have these commercials. So sorry, I'm taking this. Up. No, I need the commercials. To know. I think it was El Paso salsa, and he was like, he says, he says this salsa is made in New York City. New York City, get a rope. It was like these cowboys sitting around the campfire. <laughs> okay, why? Some of Wait, your listeners will know a, this. Why does he need a rope? For because you? he's like, Matt, he goes the salsa. He's like, ooh, this salsa is good. But then he looks at the salsa. He's like, oh, this salsa is made in New York City, and that's a bad thing because it's he's like, gonna my, hang himself. So, yeah, so he's like hanging his friend who brought the salsa. <laughs> He's gonna hang his friend for bringing commercial. New York salsa. Yeah. This is like a, uh, or this is a bet a bad salsa. Yeah, so it's made in New York City. Oh my god! Um, it's like a commercial from the '90s. Get do a rope. You, do you think that's why our nation is more divided than ever? I do. I actually do. I think that was the start of a very, you know, divisive climate. Yeah, that's because, kind of how things began. Yeah, it's like it's the salsa the can end. be made in New York City, obviously, because New yeah. York City is a, mul- a melting pot, a deep yeah. cultural. And there's <laughs> some good farmland around, and obviously they've land. got ports they can import, export. Like exactly. So anyway, all I'm saying is whenever somebody says New York City, completely like you New York City, I always <laughs> say get a rope. <laughs> it is fucked up that the human brain can like bank this stupid information and permanently weld it on. Anytime I finish like an email or an essay, I hear the sound in my head from reading Rainbow when uh-huh. a kid would finish like his speech about like his book report. Do you uh-huh. know? Dun-dun! Like oh, that yeah, sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally, it's like, it's like dopamine. It's like anytime I finish... Any kind of prose I hear. Type last yeah. yeah, hit enter and then you hear that yeah. sound. And, that, and that's why I will I will be taking you to court. Yeah. <laughs> I do that a lot. I sue people. Um Okay, I'm sorry. You said New York City. Though. Not at all. So Ermac was sent to New York City. Uh-huh. Get a rope. Bing bang boom. Uh-huh. Basically, uh at that point Shao Kahn had uh concocted this scheme that involved like arcane elder god immigration law and uh all sorts of shit. Anyway, was able to invade Earth Realm suck out the souls of every person in the world except for the like 10 warriors that had been marked as like chosen warriors that would eventually fight in the Mortal Kombat tournament. Mm-hmm. So he sent Ermac to Earth alongside like, again, centaurs, dragon people, lizard people to go like hunt down the 10 people left on Earth and like murder them so they couldn't stop Shao Kahn. Mm-hmm. So Ermac, you know, heads off to the big city, uh, is hunting around for surviving Earth warriors um, and eventually... It all winds up being for naught because another character you're probably familiar with, this guy, Liu Kang. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's like the best Earth warrior ever. Uh Uh-huh. Beats Shao Kahn so badly, like in physical combat, beats the shit out of him so hard that Shao Kahn's entire body just phases out of Earth realm entirely (laughs) and back to Outworld. He beat him to Outworld. Yeah, he beat him in Outworld and he just goes into hiding because he's like, I'm cooked. I'm done. I need to like restore my powers. I'm fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, I was I'm confused now because so Shao Kahn exists in a world that's not Earth, obviously. Yes, it's a different like dimension, entirely a different dimension. Okay, but Earth still does exist, and so Earth, like the real Earth as we know it, and like the United States, New York, obviously, it still yep. exists too. Yep. Does that happen in the game when you're playing the game? Do you see it? Um, or is that not part of it? It's not really part of it. You you see it, you see it all in the first Mortal Kombat game. There, the whole tournament happens on this island that's kind of between. Earthrealm and Outworld. Uh-huh. 
And so you don't really see either realm, um, okay. but there's like warriors from Earth that are like, what? There are other dimensions? What? I have to fight in this tournament? Yeah. And then there are like monsters that are just from Outworld. Okay, okay, okay. Or people that have been like forced to live there and fight for the realm because their realms have been merged in the past. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then in like the second and the third game, like second game, the tournament takes place in Outworld. The third game, Earth is being invaded. So the whole game is, there's no tournament. It's just like war on the streets of earth ah and then uh as the games go on as you'll kind of see it stops being so much about like tournaments and more about like there's an enemy there are good people and bad people uniting to stop them uh-huh um so hmm. shao khan's invasion huge botch uh -huh. yeah he really messed it up doesn't work embarrassing yeah and uh he goes in a hiding in outworld and Ermac, who is literally created specifically to follow Shao Kahn's orders, is all of a sudden just like left to their own devices. Yeah. They're just like, uh, what, do I, what am I supposed to do? What do I do now? But there's so many souls inside of Ermac with so many differing perspectives, and also all of them bound to Shao Kahn, that there's no consensus. So Ermac just wanders around kind of looking for Shao Kahn or looking for something to do, mm -hmm. not necessarily doing anything evil, definitely not doing anything good, just kind of wandering mm -hmm. for years mm -hmm. until... Poor, poor thing, poor guy. Poor Ermac. Poor Ermac. Poor them. Poor them. Poor, poor bunch of souls. Poor, poor, poor ghosts. Poor, poor, poor ghosts. Poor group of ghosts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but things really change for Ermac when... Uh, <laughs> When uh, when Shao Kahn is found by uh, his old little sorcerer buddy that I mentioned earlier, Shang Tsung. Uh -huh. Shang Tsung, who used to be like a little henchman, has teamed up with uh, a necromancer, this guy Quan Chi, and the two of them were is like... Is a necromancer somebody that sleeps with dead things, dead people? A necromancer is someone who raises the dead with magic. Okay. <laughs> a necrophiliac is someone who fucks dead people. Every time you say necromancer, I'm like, say what? <laughs> okay, now I get it. Ne raises to, the dead. To be perfectly honest, probably also. Interesting, because he's a romancer. Around. It sounds like real, maybe they just bring him flowers. It does. And there is a movie, <laughs> a very, very disturbing movie that I've never had the courage to watch called Necromantic about mm -hmm. a woman who sleeps with a dead body for like the whole movie. Oh my but uh, no, a necromancer is just someone who does magic to raise the dead. To raise the dead. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Now I'm going to rephrase that, Re reframe that in my head. Right. Okay, great. Necromancer, <laughs> necrophiliac. Yes, yes. Okay. Totally different. <laughs> Hemophiliac, not somebody who fucks blood. No, no, just bleeds a lot. They really should get it all I know straight. That. Yeah, it's, it's not fair. It's very confusing. Yeah. It sounds like romance. So you just think romance and dead. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I guess it's just romantic to bring Juan back from the dead. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of romantic. In a sense. It really depends on your purpose. And let, Yeah, because I feel like that always goes wrong when people yeah. bring things back from the dead. Yeah. It seems cute at first and then it's bad. Yeah, there's no like good example of like, and they were, lived happily ever after. No, even in Beetlejuice, didn't they try to bring them back from the dead and then they were like um, floating on the table and then they got all decomposed and yeah. sad? They looked like the little uh, creatures from Little Mermaid. Um when Ursula's like turning everyone into weird oh, yeah. little, yeah. I always associated those two in my mind. That is what they looked like. Very similar, yes. Yeah. Pretty gross. Wow. Necromancers, okay. Necromancers. <laughs> so anyway, Shang Tsung found a little necromancer buddy and the two of them were like, let's go murder Shao Kahn, let's murder Liu Kang, let's murder uh, anyone who stands in our way and then we could be the bad guys. Uh, Everybody wants power. Yeah. And so uh, that's what happens. Shao Kahn, before Ermac even finds him, gets murdered. Mm -hmm. And now Ermac, his, Ermac's connection to uh, any kind of purpose, to whatever was driving him, is severed. Mm -hmm. And so Ermac now wanders and they're just lost, like a zombie. Oh. Uh, before they were wandering looking specifically for their boss. Right. Now they're just wandering like And they completely... can feel that he's gone? The boss is gone? Yeah. They Shao feel Kahn? it. As soon as Shao Kahn dies... They're just oh, like, no. oh, that's crazy. Yeah, because they're they just, still exist. Yeah. they still exist. So they're just wandering aimlessly like a zombie until once more, Ermac finds a, a kindly person <laughs> to help them out. They encounter a blind swordsman, uh, this guy named Kenshi. Mm -hmm. Kenshi, uh, because of being blind and because of other stuff in his backstory you don't need to worry about, uh, has both heightened senses and sort of a connection to the spirit world. Mm -hmm. And because of that, Kenshi is able to free Ermac of their connection to Shao Kahn. Uh -huh. uh, Interesting. And so Kenshi does that, and for the first time ever, Ermac has free will. Wow. Ermac is free. Not He's unlike boy. Dobby uh, from Harry Potter, which you oh. mentioned being obsessed with earlier. Oh, yes. I love Harry Potter. 
I actually thought Do- when, when, when not Dobby, but the other guy that looks like him that's from Lord of the Rings. They're kind of like buddies. <laughs> uh, What's Gollum? Gollum. Gollum. Sorry, Gollum, were you Dobby. just suggesting that Dobby and Gollum are buddies? They're like buddies, or they're like they're like related somehow. They're like cousins. I feel like they're related. They seem the same. They seem the same to me. <laughs> Dobby's the cute version of Gollum. I would love to like have someone swap all of their insert shots yes! in their movies. Yes. I would really love to Somebody, just be like one of the listeners do that. Yeah, please. Uh, anyone listening, if you could please just swap Gollum and Dobby in yeah. their movies, uh, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please. Nicole asked nicely. Please. Um, <laughs> okay, so now Ermac is free. Has Ermac free is free. Will. Ermac has free will. And the many souls inside of Ermac make a decision that day. We are going to become forces of good. And we're going to redeem our checkered past I'm glad of that misdeeds. They on that. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of, I think, the warriors' souls that are inside of Ermac were forced to fight for Outworld, were forced to fight for Shao Kahn. Uh-huh. They had nothing to gain from that. Right. They didn't like that dude. Right. They were just kind of going along with it. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Ermac makes that choice that day. And so, Ermac then kind of sets out with new purpose looking for a way that they can uh, contribute. And who do they come across but another ghost? The ghost of Liu Kang. Because remember, he was murdered at the same time Shao Kahn was murdered. Mm-hmm. The deadly alliance of Shang Tsung and Quan Chi was going on a killing spree. So Liu Kang's ghost is now roaming, like all bummed out, like, no. Dang. Dang. And, uh, a lot of sad beings in this world. <laughs> a lot of, oh yeah, no, it's Bummer City, USA. <laughs> it's like you're either the emperor trying to conquer everyone or you're just like having a bummer time. He's like a pawn, like yeah. chilling and not having fun. Yeah. There, there's like three or four like objectively happy Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah. One of them is like a Hollywood movie star named Johnny Cage. And another's like, you know, a they're con- not even happy. You know, yeah. Johnny Cage isn't all that happy. No. <laughs> No. If it's a movie star. I mean, you know, he's got, he's got, he's got a troubled, he's probably internally, he's just screaming all the time. I'm sure his reps are, you know, <laughs> telling him what to do and he wants to make like a rom-com, but they make him do action movies. Yeah. And... Uh, that's probably it. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> just like fight to save the dimension. Right. It's just, he just never gets to like have some me time. Yeah. Some Johnny time. <laughs> it's about self-care, you know, these characters don't get any self-care. They don't. That's a, it's a good observation. Mm-hmm. I think every soul inside our Mac deserves, a, you know. 10, 15 minutes a day to just be themselves. I think so, too. Yeah. But alas, not to so be. they don't. So for they're Luke still King's working together. Ghost. It's good that they're working together. So they're working together. They decide to be good. Then they find Liu Kang's ghost. Yeah. Okay. And Liu Kang's ghost is like, hey. Uh, well, I think first our Mac is like, oh, how'd you get ghosted? And Liu Kang <laughs> is like, oh, yeah, my neck got snapped. It was the same people that killed Shao Kahn. And, and our Mac's like, oh, shit, that sucks. And Liu Kang's like, yeah, things have actually gotten even worse. Um, they murdered all of my friends. And then this necromancer dragon monster called Onaga, the Dragon King, got resurrected. And then he resurrected all my friends and made them mindless zombies. Um, so I'm having like a hard time. And I'm a ghost. So I can't do anything about it. Right. And so Ermac was like, well, I'm a ghost. I'm actually a whole bunch of ghosts. Together, let's team up and stop this Onaga guy. We can be heroes. Yeah. And Liu Kang's ghost is like, you got it. Although I'm still not totally sure how I'm getting over the ghost thing. Like that seems like it's going to be really challenging. Right. Seems like it will be tough. Yeah. Did he he should just jump in Ermac's body. Yeah, and just join the collective. Like jump in his ear or something. I think at this point, I'm trying to remember who there Liu Kang was doing some body jumping at this point, mm-hmm. but I forget where he was. He could have been in this Native American warrior named Nightwolf's body. He might have been with his uh his ex girlfriend, Katana. It's hard <laughs> to say. He was like zooming around some different bods. Okay. But uh he was having a hard time. He was like, All my friends, Johnny Cage, that movie star, Sonia, this cop I was friends with her partner Jax, uh Katana, this princess from another realm, they're all dead. I need your help. Wow. And her Max like, let's do this. Yeah. And who should they team up with but Shujinko, the nice young man that Ermac met in the nether realm uh-huh. all those years ago. He's now a very old man. He's helped out many people and learned different martial arts te- techniques from all sorts of Ooh. Mortal Kombat warriors. Uh-huh. And uh, the three of them together, I think also with the help of that Native American warrior, Nightwolf, I can't remember if he was around at that point or earlier. Anyway, this, this new team uh, manages to free their friends and defeat Onaga uh, and save everyone. So Ermac is like, I did it. I did a good thing. Yeah. Hooray. Ermac. Uh-huh. Go Ermac. Victory. <laughs> then the apocalypse happens. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough world to be in. It is. It's really hard. I mean, you probably inferred as much seeing the game. You know, people's spines yeah. get ripped out all the time. Yeah, yeah, heads yeah. Ripped off. It's tough. It's a tough world. Yeah. Uh, the apocalypse happens. Basically, there's like this prophecy uh-huh. that uh, one day, uh, yada, yada, 
magical pyramid's going to rise and there's going to be a godlike being at the top of the pyramid and whoever kills them gains the power of the one being. Pretty much becomes the most powerful being in the universe. Uh -huh. Shao Kahn at this point has been resurrected. He wants it. He's back. Uh, all the bad guys have been resurrected. They all want it. All the good guys want it. There winds up being this huge war, which mm -hmm. was also prophesized, between the forces of light, the forces of darkness, mm -hmm. not unlike the end of Breaking Dawn Part 2, the film, yeah. and I assume the book. Yeah. Great. <laughs> There's a big war. Yeah, sure. yeah, no, yeah. Forces of light, forces uh -huh. of darkness at the base of this pyramid, and Ermac joins the forces of light. Ermac is like, I'm doing this, like, I'm good guy forever. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Ermac dies there. No, he dies. Ermac dies. He died? Oh, no. Everybody, oh. everybody dies in all, all of Mortal guys? Kombat. All the good guys? Or all the good guys. Oh, okay. All the bad guys. Two people remain at the top of that pyramid. I bet one of them is Shao Kahn. I hope not, right? One of them is Shao Kahn. Oh, no. And one of them is Raiden. So it's just the god who is protecting Earth and the god who is protecting Outworld are all that's left. Shao Kahn, the whole game here was to kind of kill this fiery being called Blaze at the top mm -hmm. and absorb Blaze. Shao Kahn does that. Shao Kahn kills Blaze. Shao Kahn absorbs the power. Shao Kahn is seconds away from becoming basically the one being, the most powerful, attaining his goal. Mm -hmm. He's about to smush Raiden's head with a giant hammer at the top of this pyramid. Mm -hmm. And Raiden, in a last bid to stop this from happening, sends a message to his younger self through time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Which apparently he's been able to do this whole time. Bro. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Grabs a magical little amulet on his chest. Uh-huh. And he whispers, he must win. And then his head gets smushed like a Gallagher watermelon. Oh, my God. Cut to. Who must win, though? Who must win? Shao Kahn? Excellent question. Oh, okay, okay. It's way too vague. Oh, my God. Raiden, what the fuck right. are you thinking? His younger self is like, excuse me? Yes. <laughs> Come again? What does that mean? Cut to. The first Mortal Kombat game. <laughs> what? <laughs> that tenth tournament against Outworld. Uh-huh. Uh Raiden, young Raiden, hears the a voice say he must win and immediately goes like what? Who must win? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and what it does is it creates butterfly effect style, a new timeline in which things are driving in the same direction that they did the first time around, but little things start changing which create bigger problems. Uh-huh. Uh, and change Ermac's life completely. Oh. But, um, but also not. Ermac's kind of, you know, Ermac has a role. Yeah. Ermac's a servant. Ermac's not like the lean in the story, so we'll see. <laughs> He's a supporting actor. So uh, we, we roll back to, you know, post-Netherrealm mission, but like pre-invasion of Earthrealm. Mm -hmm. Ermac's hanging out in Outworld with Shao Kahn, mm -hmm. newly created and uh, Shao Kahn says, hey, we're having this tournament against Earthrealm. Um, I need you, Ermac, to fight in this tournament. Because if we win, yay, we get to merge with Earthrealm. We get to conquer Earthrealm. And Ermac's like, you got a boss. So he's like, first I need you to fight this guy, Liu Kang. That doesn't work out. Right. <laughs> Liu Kang wins. Ermac gets beaten up. Oh, no. And then Ermac has to regenerate in a soul regenerator device oh of some gosh. kind. I don't know. Magic sci-fi ermac uh does regenerate uh -huh. pops out of the toaster you know fully ermac again oh, for sure only to immediately see that some of Liu kang's buddies uh sonia blade who i mentioned before who's like part of an interdimensional cop unit out of the u.s mm -hmm. her partner jack so he's the guy with like big metal arms i don't know okay. if you've seen him before I don't know. he's cool this is uh, before he got the metal arms they're there also i think like sub-zero is there <laughs> and they um immediately like spring on ermac and are like what the fuck oh my god <laughs> so they're beaten up on ermac but ermac does manage to successfully beat them up and in fact uh rips jacks human arms off with telekinesis oh and kind of like explodes it. them so they can never be put back oh, on oh no he like obliterates them. yeah he like rips them off and just bursts them like gushers <laughs> yeah dang that it's, mind it's his tight. mind is very strong Dude, his mind his mind <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow. yeah. And so, you know, they don't love that. Sub-Zero, I think, beats up Ermac, and, and then that's that. Ermac, uh -huh. Ermac is once again, like... This uh, is after he comes back and is regenerated, then he just gets killed again. I don't think he gets killed, like, but he definitely gets, like, knocked out. Okay. They, sorry, they, they, they definitely I get know, knocked I'm doing, out. I'm doing it badly, too. It's a yeah. million. I mean, it's, it's tough when it's, like, this isn't even a person. Yeah. <laughs> it's a collective of souls. It's an entity, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh... 
you know, first tournament, like before, is a botch. Outworld loses. They say, time to do a do-over in Outworld. Uh, they force Earthrealm into a do-over tournament in Outworld. Ermac fights in that, too. He loses again. Um, and in this tournament, Liu Kang seemingly kills Shao Kahn. So this oh. is before he even invades Earthrealm in this uh-huh. new timeline. Uh-huh. Uh, so there's like a round table formed to say like, well, who's going to replace Shao Kahn? It's like Ermac's there. Um, this like mutant sort of daughter that are, that Shao Kahn created. Molina's there. Um, there's a centaur, this guy Motaro. They're all kind of like around a circle like, well, who's the boss now that Shao Kahn's? Do we even care about merging realms? Like what's the plan here? Yeah. Um, and that's when Shao Kahn stumbles into the room. Oh, resurrected by, uh, remember that necromancer from before, yeah. Quan Chi? <laughs> He's, he's in this timeline. He kind of shows up a little earlier and he's like, yeah, I resurrected Shao Kahn. And Shao Kahn's like, fuck all of you vultures. Right. I'm still alive. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you guys, I'm back. <laughs> so, uh, so he's like, I got a new plan anyway, and it's definitely going to work. We're invading Earthrealm. Oh, geez. Isn't that the same thing he had tried before, though? Yeah, but new timeline. <laughs> he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He tried that already. Yeah, he doesn't know that it doesn't work. Oh, my gosh. You know, when you say it, also, just so you know, when you say that, Ermac is a collective of souls. It made me think of the band Soul Collective. That was a band, right? Uh, yes, I think so. so There's also a blessed union of souls. Yeah, blessed union of souls. <laughs> yeah, I like to think of Ermac as Ermac sort of a blessed like... union of souls. Exactly. Yeah. Ermac is those 90s bands. Yeah. She likes we for we. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Great band. Underrated. I don't know if they had another good song, but that song was really good. That was their jam. I don't feel like yeah. they had another one. Uh no. Was Soul Collective the one that said the yeah? Yeah, I think so. About? Was that that? I think that was them. Oh, loving that your light shine down. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm totally distracting from this story. <laughs> no, this is important though. Is, I think it was though. Is Ermac more of a Soul Collective or more of a Blessed, union, blessed of souls? union of Souls? Let us know in the comments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that she likes we for we, though. She yeah. likes we for we. Yeah. Someone also, you know, if anyone out there is listening, uh, when you're done doing the Gollum Dobby swath, um, if you could put together she likes we for we, uh, Ermac mm-hmm. fan vid, Ermac, fan cam. What yeah. do we call those? I don't know. OnlyFans. No, if you could put together an <laughs> Ermac cam. OnlyFans fan cam, oh. uh, she likes we for we. She likes we for we. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. This would be just be some good content, I think. I think need a little content to go with this episode yeah, yeah. why not why not um <laughs> so we've caught up back you know to the earth realm invasion i can't believe he's doing that I mean, he doesn't know that he had already he doesn't, tried he doesn't to do it, know but i just can't believe that's like his thing he's just as obsessed he doesn't realize it he you know shao Kahn is a simple god emperor yeah he doesn't he's not very creative i think it's why he has to have all these you know i need a soul monster i need a, a sorcerer right i need a necromancer like you guys tell me what to do get the centaur in here let's get some let's get some diverse perspectives in this room hey. and see if we can come up with hey, inclusivity man whatever it's 2020 yeah. or i think shao Kahn should world, be applauded but... were all of those people forced to live in his realm against yeah. their will yes yeah, yeah. That probably that was the wrong that was wrong. I has a part. lot of time passed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Does that make it okay? No. 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 <laughs> no. It's not it's okay. Not a fix. Not okay, buddy. <laughs> time uh, in this case absolutely does not heal all wounds. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> uh, those are scars, and they don't heal. Right. <laughs> so, uh, all that said, once again, Ermac thrown into the beautiful city of New York, the Large Apple, mm-hmm. uh, where you know Ermac does some more fights. He fights like a really. Uh, really freaked out cop this guy named curtis striker who's just what? like what is going on oh my god so is that a regular person curtis striker he's just like a new york city cop he's straight up like a yeah hey. he's like a swat team nypd guy i'm just trying to eat a bagel yeah he's like hey i'm copping over hey, here I'm but he's like yelling at a centaur and like tries to hit it with like a club oh, yeah no. yeah no straight up in this timeline one of my favorite things uh, the the episode that directly preceded you was the co-creator of Mortal Kombat, so he really oh. like laid this out for me. Oh my gosh! But yeah. it was like there were like thirteen chosen warriors on Earth. Most of them had like met Raiden and knew about the tournament at this point. Yeah. A few of them were just people who were like hanging out one day, and all of a sudden everyone disappeared. And then like a centaur was like, "Fuck you!" Oh my god! And they were like, crazy. "What's happening?" And yeah, so one of those was just like a New York City cop. Yeah, who was just like he didn't know he was a chosen warrior, and then all of a sudden everyone in the world disappeared. Like helicopters are falling out of the sky. And then, like, uh, you know, Ermac shows up and is like, we will kill you. Oh, my God. It's 
just like, this, yeah. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> Can't do New York accent right hey, now. Hey, they didn't teach me. me about this at the, they, co- the regular cop the academy. academy. They didn't teach me about this at the academy. You lived in New York. You didn't pick up the accent. I, I, my family is from New York too. You'd think I'd be better at this right now, but you know, I'm just, I'm just too in the Mortal Kombat world. I can't do it. My family's also from New York, by the way. Did we talk Are about they? this? Before? I think we did. Yeah, Key Long Gardens, Island, Queens, mm-hmm. Long Island. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My grandma might have originally been from Queens. She mentioned so many neighborhoods and so many specific streets. Yeah. That she has been on at very specific points in her life that I like. I truly cannot keep track. Like, I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, it's like, astounding what? to yeah. me. I do not remember like where my house is if i drive too far away from it and yeah. she can tell me every street she's ever walked down in order how did people how is it because they didn't like watch tv or have smartphones to like yeah. stare at and, and our brains brain? yeah our they're brains melted. are pudding yeah and their brains are hard as a rock yeah super <laughs> they know every yeah. street they do uh hey, it's okay i i have completely overwritten any street i've ever known with the names of like shao Kahn and Ermac. i mean and, you know a lot about this yeah yeah so that's probably better Right? Uh, yeah. Than geography. Oh, yeah. More, way more important. <laughs> way more useful in everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, Shao Kahn's doing the invasion thing. This might surprise you, but it doesn't work out. And he is, uh, in this timeline, very permanently defeated. Okay. Uh, freeing up Ermac to figure out, like, what am I going to do now? Leaving all the minions behind to kind of finish that conversation they had before of, like, now what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of back to where they were in the other dimension, right? Or the other dimension uh, no, timeline. Not exactly. It's kind of like where they were before, uh, after the second tournament in this timeline, when they thought Shao Kahn was dead, but he wasn't dead. And they were like, now what? Do we even care about realms? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what winds up happening is uh, Shao Kahn's quote unquote daughter, oh. who is a mutated clone that he created, but no one knows that that's what she is. Sure. Um, <laughs> she... Uh, her name is Melina. Okay. He, uh, she says, like, I'm taking over. I'm the rightful heir. I will become Melina Khan, because Khan is a title, not a name, as we come to learn. Oh, gotcha. And uh, she's like, and I don't really care about other realms. My thing is, like, I want to rule Outworld and do whatever I want with, like, an iron fist. And she's completely psychotic mm. and uh, is the worst, even worse than Shao Kahn. She's the worst emperor Outworld has ever had. Oh, no. She's horrible. Uh, people in Outworld are miserable. They're dying. Um... But Ermac serves her because that's all Ermac has ever known to do. Ermac was created to serve. Yeah. Shao Kahn's gone, and Ermac's like, I guess I have to serve you. Yeah. Until uh, her general, this guy named Kotal, uh, takes Ermac aside and is like, yo, I'm planning a military coup. She's out of control. Uh, Outworld should just be like a nice place to live. Right. I don't know why we have to torture people. We need to be always doing this. Yeah. yeah. This is too much drama. <laughs> this is, it's a lot of drama lot for of drama. a realm to, to take, you know? We're right. already like a melting pot because everyone's here against their will and their realms are gone. Right. I feel like we got to make this work. I think that's enough. I think we're good there. Yeah. Let's just live. Uh, and Ermac is like, oh yeah, shit, why don't we do that? And Ermac is particularly convinced when uh, Ermac learns that Melina isn't even actually Shao Kahn's daughter. She was just like a science experiment that he did. Right. So she has no claim to the throne at all. She's not an heir. She's like made in a Petri dish. Was she? You said mutated clone? Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, one of the very first realms that Shao Kahn conquered was this realm called Edenia. Mm-hmm. And he killed the king, King Jared, and uh, married Jared's wife, Sindel, and kidnapped his daughter, Kitana. And raised Kitana as his own, but uh, feared she would become disloyal. So he cloned her and spliced the DNA with a Tarkatan, which are these very vicious mutants that have huge fangs and, and spears that come out of their arms, uh. like Wolverine, but worse. Uh-huh. And uh, so he made like a uh, Kitana that has like fangs and is psychotic Whoa. to be his like real daughter, Melina. And so that's who she is. Uh-huh. Sounds cool. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> Sounds it's honestly pretty tight. Very chill. Very she has chill. like a weird like Cleopatra, Mark Anthony thing going on with this other dude named oh. Rico. It's like a whole saga. Uh-huh. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But uh, Ermac extricates himself from that situation, helps in the queue, uh, mm-hmm. and forces Melina out and aligns himself with Kotal, who becomes Kotal Khan, and is a much more benevolent ruler than Outworld has ever seen oh, before. That's good. And Ermac is like, great. But things still get really challenging for old Ermac because Kotal gets dragged into a civil war in Outworld against Melina and people that are still loyalists to her. Uh-huh. So Outworld just has like a civil war where it's like, oh uh you know sun gods and 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 dragon and warriors on this side centaurs and lizard people on this side and so he's all mixed up in that 
And then there's also this weird, like, kind of Cold War going on with Earthrealm because there's still tension between the two realms. They've already, people can go back and forth. They know the other realm exists, mm-hmm. but neither wants to conquer the other, but it's still kind of, like, tense. Mm-hmm. So Ermac kind of gets dragged in all that over the course of, like, honestly, 25, 30 years. Wow. Um, and uh, things kind of, I'm just going to say now, end pretty anticlimactically for Ermac <laughs> in this timeline. He dies of old age. Um, family. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not even that. It's like uh, Ermac, you know, he kind of fights a little in the Civil War. He fights a little in the... In the Cold War, and then they eventually, uh, over the course of this encounter, it, during the course of the like Cold War scuffles that happen, mm-hmm. uh, fight this member of like a new interdimensional police force that Earth created, uh, this person named Jackie, who is Jax's daughter, and she's like, you're the person who ripped off my dad's arms. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and they fight. Um, but like, you know, or Matt gets like knocked unconscious and Jackie like leaves. Yeah. Um, and then we never really see her Mac again. Uh, in there's only one more game after that game. Um, we didn't really see what her Mac was up to. I talked to uh, a few people involved in that game just to ask them like, not Canon, but in your opinion, what happened to Ermac? And their opinion was that Ermac's souls were basically sapped for some other villains, like there's a villain in Mortal Kombat 11, the most recent one, it was just sapped and used for their nefarious purposes. So like Ermac probably just died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ultimately, at the end of the last game, somebody got pissed about all the time travel stuff, tried to create a new timeline in their own vision. They got killed. Liu Kang became the new god of time. All of time got erased. That's basically where we're at now. What? None of this happened anymore. Right. All of this is for naught. Liu <laughs> Kang is now going to create a new timeline. Uh-huh. And so an interesting question for Ermac, in my opinion, going forward is, uh, Liu Kang had positive experiences with Ermac in the first timeline, uh-huh. which this new god of time, Liu Kang, is aware of. This yeah. person has now seen every timeline. Okay. Um, does er- does Liu Kang have sympathy for Ermac? Does Liu Kang keep Ermac alive in this new timeline? Does Liu Kang let Shao Kahn exist in this timeline at all? So is Ermac even ever created? I think the likeliest scenario for Ermac's future, until until proven different by Mortal Kombat 12 or whatever comes out, mm-hmm. is that all the souls that made up Ermac get to live a happy life where their realm was never merged with Outworld. Yeah. And uh, they never become Ermac. And instead, they just get to live their lives. Oh, they get to just live. It's that. That's my guess. That Ermac doesn't exist. That's my guess is that's the future for Ermac, unless there's yeah. a compelling reason for Liu Kang to allow all of this to happen. Yeah, it would probably be a better life if, it, if he didn't have to get merged or they didn't have to get merged into one being. Right. But as long as Shao Kahn doesn't get to exist, I don't think, in the new timeline. Yeah. Like he would be, he, it seems like no matter what timeline he's in, he's going to want to cause trouble or take over, gain yeah. power or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He is, he's a problem. He's just generally a problem. Yeah, he's a difficult dude. But I got to say, too, like, credit to Mortal Kombat and that his perspective is interesting because he wants to reunite basically God and let God exist again because yeah. we're kind of all aberrations in that we only exist because, like, God's henchmen were like, fuck that. Let's un- overthrow God and slice him up in a billion pieces <laughs> right. so that we have people to be the boss of. Right. So, um... I don't know. In a in a like really huge scale of thinking, is Shao Kahn wrong? No, I guess that makes sense. Does the yeah, ends justify like the that. means? Yeah, we exist now. Yeah. So is it fair to slaughter and enslave us to undo the alleged mistake of us existing? Oh my gosh, that's deep. I don't know. That's a lot of timelines to process. Deeper than <laughs> deeper than you probably that's need a, for a game about punching I'm, each other. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I just smash the buttons until they do something cool. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, this is fascinating. So that's that's Ermac's story. I like Ermac. Yeah. He just got wrapped up in a bunch of stuff. It's not their fault. No. I I wish I could know more about like the the various pieces of Ermac that exist. Yeah. There's like assumptions one could make about warriors that in the past have historically died that could be a part of Ermac. Like there's this Earth had a great champion like 500 years ago named the Great Kung Lao. Uh-huh. He might be inside Ermac. I don't know. There's uh, maybe King Jared's in there, the old King of Edenia that got overthrown. Who can say? Right. 
Yeah, that would be cool to do a little a little uh, side game on the, the souls of Ermac. Yeah, give me a 1,000 level game where every level is a different Ermac soul. Yeah. Call it Ermac, colon, Blessed Union of Souls. <laughs> wait, wait, what's, it, what's the song again? Well, Should I actually leave me? <laughs> That's the opening uh, Because credit. I am a collective of a million souls. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or because I hang with Shao Kahn. Um, yeah. Uh, that's Ermac. Do you, do you have any other thoughts on, on the Mortal Kombat saga at large? Could you have seen any of this coming? Literally no. none of it. <laughs> Truly none of it. And I think what's interesting to me is I have to, I want to almost see the game again because I'm like, where does this factor into literally just the game? Like, do you see all of these stories or is it just that you know them because you're studying Mortal Kombat and then you play the game with the characters? So it's changed over time. Like in the first Mortal Kombat game, mm-hmm. all that you had to go on was like, when the arcade cabinet was in attract mode, meaning it was just putting stuff on the screen to attract you to the cabinet, mm-hmm. it would have like little character profiles that were a few sentences with like a picture. So it'd be like, Raiden is a god of thunder. He protects the earth. Right. Liu Kang is a warrior from earth. Yeah. Um, and then if you beat the game as any of those characters, it would tell you like, here's what would happen if that person won the tournament. Oh, okay. So it was like 10 what if endings or maybe eight. And, um, that kind of continued until the games became 3D around like the N64 era. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like a little more detail. There was like a short CG like cutscene before setting up the story. Mm-hmm. And then like every character would have like a little CG like ending that was not all that different. And then around 2011, I would say if you're going to play any video games in the series at all to try to understand it, this is probably the best one to start. Uh-huh. The reboot, so that that timeline start over where they were like let's not delete everything but let's not not delete everything yeah yeah um that game they created a new way of doing it where like you're basically playing through like a 10-hour movie so like there will be a big cut scene there'll be like it'll be like chapter one sub-zero so it'll be a big cut scene that's like here's what sub-zero was doing at the beginning of the tournament and over in between all those cut scenes he'd get into fights with people and you'd play those fights Uh uh-huh and then there'd be another cutscene, and then you'd fight, and then another cutscene, and then a fight, and then a cutscene. Oh, yeah. And then it would be like chapter two, Liu Kang. And so it kind of like round robin tells you yeah. the whole story of the game. So that's more like me telling the story to you, like yes. beginning to end. Yes. One canon story and ending. Uh-huh. But before that, it was pretty much like archaeology. People like finding pieces of story, right. and like piecing it together. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, this must have happened in this timeline. Yeah. Shao Kahn and something Luke Kang. Yes. Think of the name. and there's definitely uh-huh. like stuff that doesn't add up to and i my job with this podcast is always like taking pieces of things and figuring out like okay so this could mean this could fit here could go there yeah yeah oh that's fascinating it's fun i like our i'm glad that you chose him for or them for my episode honestly i was like so this game that introduces her is like my favorite uh-huh. of all of them because it was the one that expanded it the most like this is the one where they added a ghost added robots added like all this other shit that just expanded it and uh so it's hard for me to decide who to talk about today i put it up to a vote and i offered up uh, on twitter and in the discord for the patreon subscribers uh four characters to choose from and ermac was the unanimous winner wow. well not unanimous but like owned more than 50 percent of the vote it was like a bernie nevada level win yeah uh, for, <laughs> for ermac that's awesome yeah 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 Ermac is beloved, even if they're not a huge player in the story uh, of Mortal Kombat. They're fun to play as, and they're very compelling because yeah. uh, fucking Ghost Ninja. It's tight. Ghost Ninja is amazing. Yeah. And also, it's just like, you know, something that's not born with free will that maybe gets free will eventually and then can decide if it wants to be good or evil. That's kind of a cool story. Whenever Ermac has the ability to choose in these games, yeah. they make good choices. Yeah. They choose to participate in the coup. Yeah. They choose to be a good guy. That's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So good on you, Ermac. Yeah. Even if you're mostly a weapon of, of pure evil, you, you, you mean well. Yeah, you mean well. You tried it. <laughs> you're a good guy. Yeah. Good thing. Good. I don't even know. Good entity. You're a good blessed union of souls. Good blessed union of souls. <laughs> uh, well, Nicole, now we've gone through Ermac's story. There's just one segment left uh, on the podcast. It's called Choose Your Destiny. Is where I ask you now that you know the world of Mortal Kombat, the various creatures that exist within it. Uh, who would Nicole Thurman be in the world of Mortal Kombat? What kind of creature would you be? Uh, who would you align yourself with? Uh-huh. What would you? What would your desires be? And what would your uh, fatality be? What, oh would, what would your way? I'm sure you're f- familiar with fatalities. How to die? How they it's die? A, it's an extremely violent finishing move. 
Oh, okay. Like, okay. Yeah. Like for um, Sub-Zero, it's like freezing somebody and punching them into a million pieces. And there's a lot of like rip a spine out of someone's body. It's usually tied to like your kind of gimmick. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah. Um, I think, so my, who would my character be? Or like what would she be tied to? Who should be like, like, okay, I don't know. I'm thinking like. And you don't have to think realistically like, of like realistically like who, where would I fit in? Who right. would you want to be? I mean, I like kind of love the idea of, for some reason, the cop. I just got connected to that. I thought it was hilarious. Just the <laughs> idea of a kind of regular person that all of a sudden is chosen to be yeah. the one fighter. So I kind of like the idea of just being like walking down the street and then all of a sudden some crazy <laughs> thing comes at you and wants to fight. And you're like, okay, I got to figure out how to do this. Mm-hmm. So it'd be something like that, I think. Um, Would you be a cop? <laughs> I don't know if I'd be a cop. That's too, that's too part of the system. Uh, I'd probably be like a... <laughs> Maybe I'd be like a graffiti artist. Oh, okay. You I do don't parkour know why. And but like, something, yeah, like something, yeah, that's yeah. like they're good at climbing all over the place and mm-hmm. kind of being sneaky and like getting like into that. spaces and then, but they're artistic also. So like they're making cool shit. Um, something now, like that. Are you like an Earthrealm graffiti artist? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I don't okay. know why. I like Earthrealm. Yeah. I guess maybe because I can't relate to the outer world as much. That's but, fair. Um, Earthrealm graffiti artist. Yeah. Should be real cool have cool music <laughs> plays in the background. Oh, hell yeah. Like the avalanches or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Something cool. Isn't it? Blessed Union of Souls. Blessed Union of Souls. Yeah. Uh, Soul all Collective. The, yeah. Soul Collective. Um, Dobby and Gollum would be chilling with me all the time. Is that real? No. I don't oh. think so. Oh, okay. They could be. I like Dobby and Gollum. I like them both. They're Maybe both let's cute. just say you're a graffiti artist in Earthrealm who uh, you've, you've met two uh like little dwarf troll creatures yeah. that escaped from like another realm yeah yeah and yeah. that's how i think and that's how i like find out about all of this oh about the other realms about the the battles that are going on about how they want to fight me to take over earth realm and i'm the only one that can fight them yeah stuff like that and they're like we'll help you missus yeah we'll yeah. help you missus we'll yeah. help you fight them yeah um and I think that uh, they are, and I don't, and I'm not their boss. That we're just pals. Yeah. Like I'm not like Shao yeah, Kahn. Yeah. Like I'm not like creating things to. Yeah, it's like do a Snow White bidding. and the Seven Dwarfs situation. Yeah. They just love you. They just love and me. They just we're, help. we're just chill. Like yeah. I give them a little pizza. <laughs> Wait, is it like actually little pieces of pizza? Little like pizzas. do you do you buy like a New York slice, but then like cut it into thirds yeah. to like give them like tiny pieces? Yeah, give them like tiny pieces. And they're like, mm, oh, thank you, Mrs. We love a pizza. Your pizza's so delicious. <laughs> And like this earth food is so much better than the outer world. And yeah. I'm like, you're welcome. And then we just like chill. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like my fatality though, my fatality is fairly rooted in real life. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I would, um, I feel like it'd be some kind of like shit talking, but like, you know, find, find something that I could like call out about them. That's like deep, deep shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like go in and be like, yeah, well, you're only mad because, you know, you obviously have problems with your mom and then like start talking about like their relationships with people and like why they're a bad person. And then like, what are you, why are you judging me? How do you, you don't know me? And then they just explode because they're like freaking out. That's tight. Cause I really thought your fatality would involve like doing some parkour and spray painting them in the eyes or like, or like your two dwarves like being sicked on them. So did I, but then I was like, that's too easy. Right, but no, you just, I do, you but just emotionally yeah, abuse them. I just until... emotionally abuse them. Because that's the thing is like, if you get caught spray painting or something, you could run or you could just like talk shit until they don't want to chase after you. And then you got them. Oh man. So that was like, that was like your move on earth. Like if the cops yeah. caught you doing graffiti, you'd say such mean shit. They'd be like, I don't even want to arrest like, you anymore. Uh, you're just mean. Like, get out of here, kid. You're, you're an asshole. Shut up. Just, just get out of here. Get out. Go on, kid. Just stop spray painting here. And then I leave. Okay. And so then I like realize that's the that's my superpower, and so then I use it against these other beings. Right. And you fight for Earthrealm. And I fight for to Earth defend Realm. us from getting merged. Yes, because the merging we don't want the merging. We don't mind being friends. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't want to merge because we don't want to create the what the one being. Right. Yeah. We yeah. Yeah. Be able to all have our own thing. You're like we're already here. There's no undoing this. Like yeah. You gotta let us live. Yeah. Mind your own business, Outworld. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We'll come visit. You can come visit us, but we don't want to be like one. Uh, It's great. Great answer. Very good. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Cool. Well, Nicole, thank you. Thank you so much for for being on on the podcast. Thanks Uh, for having me. It was a pleasure to introduce you to the world of Mortal Kombat, to Ermac, and uh, and to hear you you find yourself in this world. This was very fun. (laughs) Good. Um, 
where can people find more Nicole Thurman if they want to, which they will? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Nicole Thurman. It's Nicole two C's. So it's N I C C O L E T H U R M A N. And I'm on uh, Instagram too. You'll find me on there. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> it's my name. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. And uh, you guys know where to find me. Uh, so that's it. Thanks for listening. See you next week. And as always, finish them. <laughs>